0: The email I received back from Don Howard asked a few questions as to why I wanted to go, what benefits I thought I would receive from the, uh, from the trip and if I'd had any experience with any psychedelics previously. I think the questions were devised just to, to give him an idea of, of who you are and the reasons for going to make sure that it's it's for the right reasons In that you see the ayahuasca as a medicine and not something recreational or something you just want to tick off the bucket list, I guess. I think the questions were also designed to get you thinking about the, the set and the setting. Uh, I think it was Terence McKenna that first coined this phrase and what he's referring to is the the mental and physical space that you're in when consuming psychedelics and if you're in a bad place mentally, you're in for a a challenging trip. If you're in a bad place physically, if there's there's lots of noise, public place then you're also likely to experience a a more challenging trip. I think when psychedelics are, are used intended to be used in a medicinal therapeutic sense then the seventh setting, setting is vitally important i would obviously given a lot of thought as to why I wanted to go but I had to actually set the intentions and the just the very act of sitting down and trying to break down and put into words exactly why I was wanting to go and what I was hoping to achieve from the trip started the process Um, Don Howard said later on that it's not all in the cup and he kinda just Slipped it into the conversation, and such which he tends to do with these, what later turn out to be really profound, profound quotes. So yeah, the very act of sitting down and being honest with myself as to why I wanted to go and what I was expecting from it uh, set the healing in process. I've got my journal in front of me where I've I've started writing down questions. Uh, intention what do I want from ayahuasca what do I want from this trip um, the answers I've I've given um, first one was was anxiety and I've I've always struggled with uh, meeting new people making connections uh, creating and maintaining relationships uh, I get very I used to get very awkward in social situations around large groups of people. Um, I'd always just related that to being on the Asperger's scale. And I've been let down a lot by people over the years. Uh, those close to me, people are at the time called friends, have let me down. So I've always been happy with being by myself. And I think being by yourself and being alone are two very different things. So after anxiety, I've wrote depression and I've just realised that anxiety and depression are both underlined and have exclamation marks after them which I guess is illustrative of my state of mind at the time. So after depression, I've wrote a question uh, have I got a need to be liked? Have I got a need for other people's approval? I've also wrote forgiveness, which is with a question mark, uh, for myself, from myself. And this is for forgiving myself for how I've treated people in the past, which uh, was very poorly and I've hurt a lot of people. I've then wrote jealousy with a question mark, of others, of of other people, that would be my, one of my default reactions as to why they got that and I haven't, I'm better than them sort of mindset, which now I understand is, is just the uh, the ape part of of the human condition so after the question of jealousy I've got how to live a worthwhile life And that's with an exclamation mark. Uh, I've put a question, worthwhile to who? And I've answered it with loved ones or anyone I come into contact with. And this was just me trying to move forward with my life. The previous uh, intentions I've set out, I think, looking back now, have been about the past, and and resetting and dealing with that, so that I can I can move forward with my life, and this statement of how to live a worthwhile life, is looking to the future and looking to what I want to become, rather than looking to the past, and dealing with with who I was, and that's that's literally just occurred to me that, uh, and after. Help live a worthwhile life. I've wrote reset the baseline, and by this I mean reset the the fight or flight response. I think because I've lived uh, what could be deemed as a a confrontational life uh, for a for a long time. Um, I remember being very confrontational with my parents um, and I've I've had a lot of uh, physical confrontations with people uh, and a lot of near misses with car accidents and uh, I've had a lot of near-death experiences I guess would be the sweet way to term and this crops up uh, this will crop up later. Uh, yeah. So after resetting the baseline, I've made the statement of how to maximise life's potential for positivity. And again, looking back, this seems like the the reset of the baseline was finding the balance so that I dealt with all my all my past, and now I'm looking forward to. How I can leave a positive or live a positive life so rather once I've I've reset everything and balanced the scales maybe that's a good way of putting it. When I received another email from Don Howard saying I'd been accepted he gave me all the, the travel details um, the company with which they use to uh, book the internal flight in Iquitos because there is no main road going to Iquitos before there was a runway made there, Uh, the only way to get in was by boat up the Amazon River so I booked all the flights so I arrived the same time as everyone else to be collected from Iquitos airport uh, by Don Howard so after a 15 hour flight to Peru and then a four-hour internal flight from Lima into Iquitos. We got collected at the airport by Don Howard and some of the staff from the Spirit Quest Sanctuary. Uh, Obviously I was very tired after all that traveling, a little bit weary. The internal flight, uh, the plane was really small, which for someone six foot two tall uh, was a little cramped for four hours. But when I met Don Howard, I saw him stood at the bus outside the airport. Uh, he, looks, he looks like what his his nickname suggests, uh, the White Wizard, uh, or Gandalf, as some people call him. There was just uh, got a friendly smile off him, a hug, and he it, it just seemed really genuine. It was a, a really good vibe um, that he gave out. It was like meeting a friend that you haven't seen for a while. So all our stuff was packed onto the bus which took us to the uh, the jetty at the mouth of one of the tributaries to the Amazon. The bus ride took about half an hour, 40 minutes through the really busy town of Iquitos. It all seemed a little bit crazy. A crazy city considering uh, it's it's only a fairly recent modernized city I guess uh, because like I explained earlier it's only very recently that it's it's been accessible by anything other than boat up the river so we arrived at the jetty uh, at the mouth of this I think it's the, must be the widest river I've ever seen and I assumed it was the Amazon because of its size, but I later found out it's only a tributary to the Amazon, which was quite amazing in itself. Our bags were loaded onto a boat that was uh, about twenty feet long. It was a narrow river boat, so it was maybe it was wide enough for us to sit three abreast on each of the benches, and there was maybe four four benches in the boat. I had a little plastic roof on. Uh, and there was I think there was maybe three of them that we all got loaded onto and then proceeded on the boat ride down the tributary, which again took about 30 or 40 minutes to reach the Spirit Quest sanctuary but it was uh, it was such an amazing ride Um, I've always wanted to go to the Amazon Uh, been fascinated by the I guess the sheer size and the, the almost unknown of the hidden things it contains. So to actually be there was amazing. Uh, I was quite excited and nervous. And the the sights we saw, some of the people living on the on the boats, some of the river people, and then the others living on huts on stilts, basically, at the side of the river, fishing for the food. Uh, it was really amazing to see after about 30 or 40 minutes on the boat uh we came around the corner to see a a sign stuck near the river bank on the other side of the river which said spirit quest sanctuary it was a little wooden jetty uh you could you could see the the straw or the palm leaves of some of the the roof of some of the structures I guess the easiest way to describe it was just a large spread out tree house. We pulled up to the jetty, everyone started getting off the boat, uh, all the bags were unloaded which the the boat drivers seemed reluctant to let us help them, which I didn't really like but I later learnt that the the staff at the sanctuary the the, the love that the, those people have and, and express, the care they give for everyone there is, is unreal. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. We all converged near the, the Maloka, which is a the, the large round hut in the, the center, the, the townhouse, I guess you could call it, uh, where we were then paired off in the, in the rooms. I was paired with a dude called Daniel, from New Zealand. Initially, I thought the parents were random, but after a, a couple of days, I realised that there were anything but uh, Don Howard's ability to, <sighs> I guess, read people and understand what they need and uh, devise ways of, of giving them that, showed in how he paired everyone up Each room consisted of of two people that the personalities, uh, the requirements, I don't know what you would call it, just gelled and that each person had something to offer the other, which was the first indication I had of uh, Don Howard's wizardry, I guess you could call it. So once we'd been to the rooms and unpacked, we met, uh, the meeting spot which was a wooden patio I guess just outside the Maloka where there was uh, seats and where a lot of group meetings would take place. I'm just going to read from my journal here and I'll expand if I feel there's anything appropriate. Don Howard briefly spoke about the nature of Ayahuasca and how the medicine can start working even when not yet consumed. It seems it's the preparation for the trip that starts the healing. This I've noticed a few weeks ago when I was borderline terrified of coming and what darkness I may be shown. The last week or so, however, has been different. I've started acting how I want to be, being who I want to be. Is this the medicine beginning to work? So this is related to, I think, what I touched upon earlier about how just sitting down and setting the intentions, uh, writing things down, putting you out into the, the physical universe, for want of a better term, actually sets the ball in motion. And like Don Howard said earlier, uh, it's not all in the cup.